So how are you numbing your life? We're going to talk about that. And why do we numb? What are, what are we numbing ourselves against? What is it that we believe is so bad that we have to numb? We're going to talk about that this week in episode 176 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week, helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey, man. Hello, and welcome to The Relaxed Mail. I am your host, Brian, and I am a certified men's coach. I am here to help men get out of the chaos and the just the mental anguish that things like divorce can cause and help them to get themselves up to a place where they can actually see what is possible get them above the 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 dirt and the and the crap and everything else that's being thrown around get them above that so that they can actually see that oh hey there's a lot to, there's a lot better options out here than what I was even believing and we're doing that. We're getting that word out. All thanks to you guys. Y'all are helping me to get the word out by sharing this video. And if any time in this show, you start hearing something that you really like, share that out. Share it with your friends, your family, on Facebook, share it on Instagram, and and, and every place that you, can, you happen to be. And let people know. We're keep getting this, this movement growing, this relaxed male helping men to stop being boys, stop being these guys who are playing it small and start going for the gusto, going for just the what they absolutely want, live life on their terms. And today we're talking about one of the big problems that we're running into with that men run into on a regular basis, and that is numbing against certain thoughts. And it's not that we're, and the reason I say that we're numbing against our certain thoughts is because a lot of people want to say that we're numbing against emotions. And where do emotions come from? If you've listened to anything in my show, they come from thoughts. So we're numbing ourselves against certain thoughts. But what is numbing? What, why, why do we numb to begin with? And the reason that we are numbing is because we have a, a feeling, we have a thought that creates an emotion that we don't really like. We may end up having, like, we don't feel, we don't like being, um, oh, what would be a good example? Uh, we not like, we don't like having our wife or our ex wife getting angry at us. That is probably one of the biggest ones, especially for a nice guy. Our, our significant other all of a sudden starts getting angry at us because we did something or didn't do something or did something not the way to the, to the level that she would like for it to be done. And all of a sudden we are, are filled with this dread, filled with this anxiety, filled with all this ooey, nasty feeling stuff. And that nasty feeling stuff is the sensation of anxiety and we don't like it. It feels, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. It's, it has taken our emotional allowance, which is we've got this little comfort zone uh, of allowed emotional being. And it is all of a sudden our, our 
temperature gauge for the emotional allowance is gone either too low or too high. And that really messes with a nice guy. And this is why all of a sudden nice guys are starting to try to fix things. Because if they fix things, they can get that needle back into the area of we're supposed to be comfortable right in here. And so let's be comfortable right in here. And that works most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. And that is where our problems come into play is because we are trying to avoid feeling the highs the high highs and the low lows. And guys, if you're, even if you're not a, what you think of as a nice guy, you still are running into those issues. You still find yourself feeling, you know, you, you feel anxiety because you're trying something new. You're trying, you're feeling anxiety or, or fear or something because, you know, the boss is mad at you or, you know, oh, I might get fired. And, and you drop the ball someplace. A lot of times this guys will go off and find some way to get rid of that, that feeling of dread, that feeling of what if. And so we do that by doing several different things. And it's not just drugs and alcohol, though those are two of the big drug, numbing agents out there. But we also, if we don't want, if we are wanting to have better relations with our wives or our ex-wife or our girlfriend or whatever it is. We have to go through and do a lot, have to take a risk on being rejected on our advances. We go up to the bed, our, our wife or ex-wife or whatever, and we go, Hey, how about we get ourselves uh, naked and go play in the, play in the sheets a bit. There's a good chance she's going to go whatever. And you know, you can either take that as a dig against you, or you could take it as a, as a thing of where she's just joking around. Also, she's, she takes you as joking and you're joking and. You know, and she's just going, yeah, whatever. Or she's just not feeling sexy or whatever it is. But we make it to mean something to us that it's a, a, it's a dig against us. And that's also a lot of reason, a lot of places why, and I'm getting off topic here, but you know, erectile dysfunction comes into play. Yeah. There is the fact that a lot of guys look at porn and they get porn induced, uh, ED, but there's also, you know, well, our minds can drive us out of, out of the mood. We may have been wanting to have sex with our wife for months. Maybe she, we've had a three month uh, dry spell and she's finally kind of feeling a little frisky and wants to play and you get there and she just kind of, she's d- messing around with you. And all of a sudden she goes, and maybe it's just, she was just breathing, but you heard the sigh or the, and all of a sudden the fun starts melting away <laughs> and you're what the, what the heck's going on. That was your mind interpreting your wife's or your girlfriend's sigh to mean something against you that you didn't, that she didn't like, you know, whatever it was that she was doing. Our thoughts cause us to want to numb. If we have a thought that is keeping us in a, in a low spot, we're going to do stuff that numbs us from that low spot. That's one reason why going to work day uh, that just does nothing for us day in and day out kills who we are. Yeah. It may be something we have to do and we can tolerate a heck of a lot for the sake of a season. 
But if it is something where all of a sudden we start seeing that I'm never getting out of this, I, it's the way I felt with the, whenever I was driving a truck, I was never getting out of this. And so I was starting to numb myself to that sensation by doing what? By I was getting buried into the video games. It was just, let's play video games. I would buy one and just play it, play it and play it and play it. And then whenever I finished it and I got bored with it, I'd jump to another game and I was always playing video games. I was always in that zone. Or, you know, if I started having thoughts about where I, where my life was in my marriage and what is it at the point that I wanted it or was it, did I want more? You know, that's, also caused a lot of a lot of anguish and the fact that I, if i wanted to have more sex i was actually gonna have to be the one who asks it that's again another issue where i had a lot of a lot of thoughts and that created a lot of emotions which caused me to turn to porn i watched a lot of porn and it wasn't i kept myself to a point i would only allow myself to watch it on you know on sundays and i'm not saying i was addicted to porn I don't believe you are, you can be addicted to porn, but you find it a hell of a lot easier to watch a couple have sex than it is for you to try to convince your wife or girlfriend to have sex. And that is where a lot of our problem comes into play because we would rather take the easy route than to do the challenging thing and get what we absolutely want. And so we numb ourselves to the fact that we're not rising to that occasion. And we numb ourselves, not like I said, not to, with just alcohol, though men use alcohol a whole lot as a numbing agent. Something isn't going right. And they may even have a good day, but their habit is if I go home and I'm not doing something, I'm going to start thinking of whatever it was that I don't want to think about. And then I'm going to feel bad. So let's just get drunk. And so they come home with a, with a case of beer every night and sit there and go through a case of beer. And I, I had a, my mom had married a man who was that way. He bought a case of Keystone every freaking day. Is he an alcoholic? I believe he was. But at the same time, what is an alcoholic? It is somebody who who can't function unless he's drinking alcohol. Now he wouldn't drink alcohol through the day, but at, you know, when he got home, he was sitting out in the barn one right after the other, chuck, 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 chuck. And you could even share them with you. I mean, it's one, he, it was his case in his case alone, but he, he would share them with you, but he was going to drink that case. And it wasn't going to stop until that case was gone. And then he'd stumble off to bed, go to bed and go to sleep. And then he wondered why his marriage was not so great because my mom honestly didn't give a rat's behind about a guy who came in smelling, reeking of, of Keystone light and snoring and blowing, you know, out beer fumes into her face. But the, the guy did not have a good marriage because of his very thought. He thought whatever his thoughts were, they ended up leading to where his marriage wasn't great. He ended up deciding, you know what? The better thing to do is just go find another woman to sleep with. And that's what he ended up doing. And uh, so, yeah, the marriage fell apart, fell apart uh, all because of his thoughts. 
And, well, also my mom's thoughts on the whole matter. She didn't like the fact that she was being cheated on. So she, her thoughts were, yeah, I'm getting out of here. We numb with, we numb to ourselves to several different manners. We numb ourselves by eating food. We numb ourselves by playing video games, by watching movies, by watching TV. I, my, my stepmom was for the longest time. She numbed herself by watching old television and it's great. It's it, old television, watching the Donna Reed show, watching Gilligan's Island, love boat car 54. Where are you? F troop, uh, my three sons, you know, all those old, wonderful old television shows. They're great from time to time. But if you are living your life strictly in that world of yesteryear where you are doing nothing but looking at the past self, living life in your past self, you're not moving forward. And so you're numbing yourself from the chance of being able to grow. We numb ourselves in so many different ways. We can actually even numb ourselves by using work as if we are trying to avoid, say, family. Say we don't believe we're going to be a very good father to our to our family, to be a very good leader to our family, be a great husband for our family. We often will turn to work and we will take up all the extra work and we will justify it in our, to ourselves. We will, well, we've got to make the extra money for X, Y, and or Z. Little Bobby needs braces. So we need, to, I, I've got to put in an extra 30 hours a week until, uh, until Bobby's braces are taken. And does, is that true? Well, in his head, yeah, it's going to be appear to be true. But if you're actually looking at the full grand scope of everything, no, he's actually just avoiding the fact that he could actually have a better life if he actually came home and actually faced the emotional turmoil that was actually happening at the moment between him, between his wife, between his kids and, and the whole family dynamic. If he was to want actually go through the process of cleaning the uh, the the house, he would have found that a lot more is going on. So, what do I mean when I say uh, say numbing? It is avoiding the thoughts that we have happening in our lives. So, I'm avoiding the rejection of sex from my wife. So, I turn to porn. I rather it's easier to get my jollies looking at a couple having sex and pulling my pud than it is to actually take the take the the take the time the effort and get rid of the ego a bit for a bit and actually sit down and have a deep conversation with the wife and not even actually it's not even a deep conversation just have a conversation with the wife sit down and ha- talk about something other than finances Sit down and talk about anything other than what is her hopes and dreams this week? What is she wanting to do this, you know, this weekend? What is, what's going on? What's happening in her mind? What is she struggling with? And not that you, you're asking that not to fix it, but you're asking just so that she gets to talking. The more you're able to do that, the more you're actually able to have a better connection with your wife. And that takes time. That takes a, a certain level of risk when you, because you're risking the chance of wasting a whole bunch of time talking to your wife, 
And when I say a bunch of time, I'm not just saying, you know, four hours of talking. I'm saying, you know, weeks, it, depending on how far down the rabbit hole or how far down your 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 relationship has gone. It may be weeks or even a month of you just spending time with her, building that connection, rebuilding, finding a way of wooing her and dating your wife again. Because, yeah, dating is an important aspect. And sadly, as guys like our friends, we drop the girlfriend in our wife. All of a sudden, she is just our spouse. She's the she's the woman in the house who's nagging us to go mow the lawn. So we bury it down. We drink. We day drink. We drink at night. We some people actually turn to pot, and they they it's easier just to get blazed out of your head than to face something that is going on in your life. It is easier to sit down and see if you can beat God of War. You know, for the thirteenth time, than to than to do something else. It's easier to. It's better to do and X, Y, and or Z. To it's better to do anything else than to take a step towards your dream. To do it's better to do anything else than to try to achieve that goal. Because what if you fail? Oh, the, the, what emotions, what thoughts are you going to generate because you failed to go to the gym five times a day, uh, five times a week? Because when we're numbing, we have these thoughts. And so if you're wanting, one of the biggest challenges we have, especially when you decide, you know what, I'm tired of being in this category, being, doing whatever it is that I'm, you're doing. And I, you want to start growing is you have to start recognizing that those emotions that you feel, those emotions that you have, those emotions and thoughts that you're producing aren't bad. And that's what a lot of people, not just men, but people struggle with. Women fight their emotions just as much as men do. They don't like to face, talk tell you about it, but they do. They would rather say, "Oh, I'm very connected with my emotions," da, 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 da. except for the fact that they are just as many women are are alcoholics as there are men. There are just as many women who treat their their depression, treat their anxiety, treat their whatever emotional state that they have with the same substances that men do. They may use do more eating than what men do, but they are still using a substance to numb themselves to what they don't like feeling. Women do a lot of drinking. There's a lot of, a lot of women who do a lot of drinking to subdue their emotions also. Because God, how scary is that to actually have to feel an emotion, right? How scary would that actually be to sit down and just let those emotions wash over you? A lot of us think we would die because we felt these emotions. Oh, I feel all this this sorrow that is so deep and, and aching and that I'll never recover from it. Well, guess what? You'll recover from it. You're going to recover from it in about a minute and a half. That's all an emotion actually lasts. The reason that we keep having it is because we keep allowing ourselves to think that thought. 
we can change our emotions. First, we have to just accept that emotion and let that stop resisting the emotion. That's what numbing is about. Numbing is us resisting an emotion. If we resist an emotion, we don't have to feel it. But also, if we resist that emotion, we don't get to experience it. And experiencing that emotion is important for us to become better people. If you want to become a greater man, you've got to be able to experience the despair of failure as well as the highs and ecstasy of love. You get through the, cha- the through the gauntlet and you have the satisfaction of beating that minotaur. Guess what? You wouldn't have had that ecstasy of beating the minotaur if you hadn't have had the anxiety of going through the labyrinth first. You have to have the lows to get to the highs. You have to go through that valley to make it to the mountaintop. And the thing is, is once you get to the mountaintop, guess what you're going to find? That there's a bigger mountain on the other side of that mountain. And when you get to that mountain, there's an even bigger mountain on that side. If you want success, if you want to become successful, you have to decide, I'm going to feel those emotions. I'm going to learn from those emotions because they they do. They teach you something. They teach you humility. They teach you the the need for a drive, a need for the power to get moving. You that it motivates you. I mean, right now I've had a a deal where I was working for a friend. Six months is up. Right now I'm actually don't my little six month coaching session that I had with a friend of mine is done. So I'm either go, I've got to, I'm scrambling right now trying to get other things taken care of because if not, I'm probably going to have to hop back into a truck. And that's something I don't want, but that's something that I can do. And that is something that I am actually okay with, but I would rather continue coaching. So I've been applying for different coaching jobs while I'm still trying to gather more employee, uh, more clients in. You see, I'm not as successful as I would want to be, but I am as successful as successful. If I can talk, I am as successful as my thoughts have allowed me to be. And I'm still climbing that ladder, which is an amazing thing because I learned so much from this experience. I actually learned the true, at least I'm going to assume that it's the true meaning of an ownership mentality to stop sitting around waiting for somebody else to make the decision to just shit or get off the pot. So to be able to do that, I have to, I have to actually make executive decisions and then just, if it's wrong, get told that it's wrong. And if it's right, you know, all right, cool. I'm three steps ahead of the game already. That's what I've learned. And that's what I've learned from actually helping my, not doing the, the business that, uh, that he wanted me to start doing, but actually from the nonprofit that he's actually starting. And you'll be hearing me talking a bit more about that nonprofit in, in due time. But these are lessons that you learn and you can't learn those lessons if you are numbing yourself from, from life. If you're numbing yourself from the experiences that life wants to provide to you and the lessons that those, those lessons, uh, those, that the life is providing, 
you're going to, you're not going to make it. You're going to be stuck right there in that corner office, uh, you know, in, or in the corner cubicle where everybody comes by and talks to you. And you, it's not a bad deal, but at the same time, you, you, you crave doing a painting from time to time. You crave being able to do live your life on your terms. If you want to live your life on your terms, you're going to have to take action yourself. You can't just rely on other people to do the action for you. So how are you going to take action? How are you going to become a better person? How are you going to stop numbing? Well, there's two different ways you can do that. You can either go to counseling and start figuring out what it, what it is in the past that's that's holding you back, or you can go to coaching and find out what you can actually do and you ta- tackle the obstacles as they come up. And if you'd like to have coaching done, man, I'm <laughs> I'm your guy. You just heard I've got plenty of openings at the moment. You can come in. We call up. You, we set a set up a time that will be the best for you. Right now, I just need one one client that'll get me on for another another month, and I can keep I can find another client with that month. But to be able to do that, I need you know I've got to find out what type, what what are the thoughts that I'm having that are keeping me back, and then when I find that those thoughts. Get those thoughts cleaned up. So, man, if you want help, I'm here to help. If you want some coaching, we can get the coaching done. We can get you to the point where you're start you're getting rid of that numbing. Because I have. I've gotten rid of that numb numbing agent. I still play video games, but I don't play hours upon hours upon hours of video games. You have something in store for you. You have a, a, a calling that is just screaming at you right now that wants you to acknowledge it. And so that you can actually get out there and start taking, taking on the, the helm of whatever it is your life is supposed to be doing. Can you do that? Hell yeah. You just have to want to. And it's scary. To first step off that cliff because you don't know whether there's actually water below you or is that just a big old sheet of glass. Won't know until you hit it. But I can almost guarantee you that that is water and it's refreshing water and it's wonderful water and it's great water. And I want to see you inside that water just having the time of your life. So, man, if you're interested Go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching. Fill out the set up a time for us to go through and have a, a little coaching session. See if coaching is good for you. And from there, we're going to have a have a great and wonderful time by seeing you grow exponentially every time we meet. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening all the way to the end and take the time to share this out. Please share this out with your friends, your family, hit that all, all the podcast apps these days, have a share button, smash that share button, share it out onto Facebook, take a screenshot, share it onto Instagram, take it and share it onto to LinkedIn, any place that you are 
whichever social media site you go to and just tell the men there, dude, this, this guy is out to help us men become better men to help the guys who are struggling through a divorce, get out of their divorce and be better on the other side. I am here to help men. And with your help, I can do that. So guys, share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. You know of a brother who is needing to hear this particular message. Share it with them. Send it as a text message. doesn't matter. Just let them know that the Relax Mail is here to help them. And with that, we're going to continue growing. So, guys, also, if you would, just hit that hit that subscribe or follow button on whichever podcast app you're listening to. If this is your first time listening, because that's how we're going to keep – that way you keep getting – Every new episode as it comes out every Thursday evening or Thursday morning. So, guys, that I'm going to say thank you very much for listening. Let's see y'all next week. Until then, bye.